something for my godson Elijah and a little girl named Corinne. Some say the black of the better, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. And here we are. This is it. This is the swan song. This is the last call. This is it. This is the last episode I'll be doing with Budding Business. I mean, I'd just like to say now thank you all to anyone who has ever listened to this, who has, you know, given me however 30, 25 minutes of your time. It really does mean a lot to me because, I mean, as much as people like to say, oh, you're not supposed to care about what people think or uh, just do what you want to do. As much as I would love to do that, this show would be nothing without, you know, the people who support it, the people who give me feedback, the people who listen to it, the people who help me out. I mean, it's nothing without you guys. So thank you so much for giving me this outlet, you know, to kind of speak my piece through having people on that have want to talk about stuff that I like to talk about. More or less, that's all the show is, if you haven't picked up on it. It's just a reflection of my concerns and interests. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Sorry to ruin it for you <laughs> if uh, you thought it was something else. But more or less, that's what it is. So I- I'm probably going to thank you guys again later. But I just want to emphasize how important you all have been. And, I mean, this all would be nothing without even... <laughs> if there was just 10 of you who listened to this ever, I would be, like, at... Never mind. You know, I won't go into that much of a metaphor, but you get what I'm saying. It is meaningless without, you know, an audience, and I would be nothing without people who constantly listen, support, and, you know, give me feedback, advice, so on and so forth. So that's my large extended thank you to you guys. Uh, If you're wondering, that first track that came in, it was uh, Keep Your Head Up by Pac, West Side Forever, Um, Rest in Power. And the interview we have today is with our teacher, and I guess if you could give some air quotes to this, our CEO of Tigers Inc., Mr. Mernan. Uh, So this is mainly uh, delving into his own story and kind of how it fits into our own and a lot of the different challenges he's had and how he's been able to apply, you know, what he's learned from said challenges to different parts of his life. And I mean, just like being a student in his class, I'm sure some of you have, he is a fantastic person to get on a tangent with about just about anything, whether you know it's sports related or stock related, or honestly, just anything current. He's a great person to talk to and just go down a rabbit hole and see where you end up. So that'll be enough out of me. Uh, Here is our interview with Mr. Manan, our final interview for this year. I'm really excited. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, we're in here today with the last interview of this year's of budding business with Mr. Craig Renan. How are we doing? Good afternoon, fellas. Excited about this. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Yeah. So let's just kind of have you introduce yourself to people who don't know you. So uh, who are you? What do you do? And what is like your ultimate goal or drive to how you operate? Sure. Yeah. So um, obviously, my name is Craig Renan here at Loveland High School. It's my, I think, 22nd year teaching, uh, fourth, finishing my fourth year up here at Loveland High School. Loveland community member. We've lived here pretty much since um, my wife and I started a family. And uh, we've got three, 
three kids. I've got a sophomore here at the high school, Drew. I've got an eighth grader, Caroline, and a third grader, Chase. Um, prior to this, I was at Mason High School as far as education, and um, you know, I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm actually excited to be here today. First podcast I've ever done. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, with the students that have uh, created this for us, which is which is even awesome. Uh, you know, this so yeah, excited to share and just just chat with you guys and be a part of uh, your experience that uh, your legacy that you're leaving here at Loveland High School. That's great, man. We love that. So take it back to even like before, I guess, your professional career. Sure. You, I mean, I've had plenty of conversations with you about sports and athletics and mm-hmm. stuff in the past. So go back to like your Harrison days. Okay. What Harrison were, days. What, how would you describe yourself back then, you know, academic, huh. sports-wise? Or sure. Dreams? Yeah, I was um, definitely, a, definitely a type A personality, still am. Um, my, you know, I'd say my high school athletic days really, really founded um, a lot of who I am and my development. I, I had great coaches, great outstanding coaches, um, Hall of Fame coaches, both in football and wrestling. Our baseball team was awesome. Um, you know, these these gentlemen were my teachers, my mentors. Uh, they were they took a vested interest in me, um, and I I needed that. Um, I needed that guidance. I just I thrived under that. Um, I was always undersized, um, always undersized. Um, but you know, I I was blessed with a good amount of athletic ability and really a, probably a, a a really good work ethic. And I got that from my grandfather and my father and uh, small business owners at the time. You know, and uh, we had to grind, get up and grind every day. And um, when you live in kind of at that community at the time was a farming community. A lot of my friends. You know, worked on farms, had farms, you know, saw that at a young age, knew what a work ethic was. Um, and so, you know, I think that was, that was, that was kind of who I was. And I was really trying to find my niche. I knew, like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be successful at something, but I knew that my size was some of the limitations. Um, I had a coach reach out to me in eighth grade and said, you're wrestling. And I didn't even, I was like, <laughs> I didn't know, I was like, I didn't even know anything about the sport. And uh, like he, he, he said it in such a way, like, like I didn't really have an option. And I'm like, uh, I guess I need to go. And I told my dad, I was like, I'm going to wrestling practices. And he's just like, why? I go, well, this guy said I needed to go. So, I, you know, and uh, his name is Mr. Reed. He's a, uh, in one of his final years, out actually out at Mason High School, um, he's a legend. Um, but uh, I was, you know, that that single day in eighth grade when he said, "Hey, you're wrestling," I, I think it really it it gave me a, a purpose, and I was like, I could see I can be successful at this if I put more effort in this, I can have more success. And I loved it's the first time I'd ever been part of an individual sport. And I realized real quickly, like, you got out of it what you put into it. And so for me, you know, I think that that component changed my whole viewpoint on life and just really gave me a, a clear focus and kind of was like empowering where you're like, no, like, if I do more, I, I get more. I get more results. I get more out of it. And so, um, you know, I had a great high school experience. 
um, great friends that we grew up in a community where like you went to school when you were six years old and those same guys um, are you know are my friends today uh, they were in my wedding the one kid um, you know I went to kindergarten with him we went to Miami he pitched at Miami I wrestled at Miami you know we I mean we just have shared so many life experiences together and uh, you know our friends were really ultimately ultimately competitive we were really good in football we were really good we were um, uh, two two games away from winning the state title in baseball which I wasn't good enough to be on that team and uh, we just you know it was it was a really special time. Well, was that and the game against Moeller? I think I it was. Yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah, we were up too. We had a legit team. We had on that on that team. Was uh, Ken Griffey Jr. on that team? Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. graduated maybe a year or two before the Mo- uh, that Moeller awesome. but the Bell brothers were on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think it was Mike Bell was the guy that hit hit a shot over the. I think it's the was it the. 675 loop in outright state i mean he hit a bomb and and uh that was the we ended up losing that game i think seven to six and um heartbreaker of a of a loss and then that team two two games later went on to win a win a state title that was a legit legit team uh you know i had some running skills so i kind of helped out in in that area but i wouldn't really say um I don't want to take anything away from what that that team was, our baseball team was legit then. So, about all of them, you say wrestling was the most impactful. Oh, for for me, yeah, for me, for sure. And you know, I and that was what I would say for you know, it was we were real. Mr. Reed was really getting a program going at that point. He had just come in, and you know, he turned that program into a state contending program in a matter of six years. Um, yes, now maybe a little bit longer than that. I'm sorry, I'm not counting in some, but uh, it, he turned that program, you know, in the in the late '90s was was the program in the Cincinnati area to beat. Um, so for me, that that defined who I was. Um, you know, I got to I was best friends with Rich Franklin, who ends up right. being a <laughs> UFC uh, champion. You know, we were. We were teammates on the football field together. Both him and I, you know, we struggled for what playing time. You know, mine be as, you know, being my size, and him, he just wasn't fully developed at that time. You'd you'd look at him going, oh, yeah. he's a world champ, and you know, he had a hard time, you know, getting consistent playing time on on a really good team just because he had not fully matured. And I think it's probably like the lessons in life, right? Like, you're you're not a complete project. Uh, Product when you graduate in any in any in That's any true, sense, yeah. right? You're, you're just a you're just a starting a starting point. You're just a mold at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that would be my experience, but I, you know, I think that probably led me to education on and you know, when you look back, uh, the influence that my teachers had on me, um, they just were really good. And you know what, I you know they took they took an interest in me, and. Um, and you know, I'm ever grateful of that. So you would just say your uh, <clears throat> teacher's influence um, kind of pushed you into being a teacher. Yeah, and you know, and like I have uh, tons of other interests and in just in life in general. And um, knew I wanted to be in education, but 
I didn't start there. And I always thought it'd be something I'd do later in my career. Um, so when went, went to Miami, got a double majored in accounting and information systems, which was kind of like a slide between a business it was a business slash uh, computer science degree. Um, worked for uh, at the time, which was a big six firm, but I think they're big four now. Ernst and Young uh, did a lot of consulting work for them for a number of years. Uh, traveled a lot. I loved that experience, and and quite frankly, I took a break. Um, took kind of a leave and absence from the firm to go back and get my master's because I knew I wanted to get that out of the way mm -hmm. before I, you know, looked at other areas of my life and just like, you know, thinking about a family and, you know, where that might progress. I'm like, I wanted to get that out of the way. And uh, so during that time, I went and got my master's at Xavier. I got it in a uh, master's in education while I did some work on some MBA stuff as well. And um, with all intentions to go back and work for the firm for uh for a longer period of time. Um, got a phone call that said, hey, uh, so-and-so's retiring. We'd love you to come in and start some business classes back at back at Harrison. I said, sure, why not? I, um, so I did it and I was young enough where I could take risk and didn't have you know all the family commitments. And uh, at that point, I just never looked back. Um, it was a great, I think, is a, a great opportunity for me to go coach, go teach, um, see if I liked it, see if it was something. And what the, you know, my safety net was I was going to fall back to a job and a career that I really enjoyed. So, like, you know, that was that was the other thing. And for, you know, and I, I think people sometimes have, you can have things, you can like multiple things. And so. True, yeah. Find it difficult at all, like transferring into a teacher from a job at like Ernst and Young. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was difficult. I mean, financially, it was a big change. Um, you start at the high school level. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Always, always have taught at the high school level. It was, you know, the the I enjoyed the travel, but I, you know, as I, I felt like I was making an impact. I loved the coaching aspect. And I think that intrigued me as much as anything. And then how did I get to my, you know, how do you get a teaching style? And I'm like, I've always taken a coaching slash teaching style in the, in the education and in the way I approach things. And so for me, it was like a challenge early on. And then, you know, I figured out ways to make money and make the finances make sense in other ways, right? Like, and just, and I, you know, I think people, you know, you, you can make things work. And I think it challenged me in other ways, being education going, you know what, I've got to, you know, I want to be at a certain spot in life. And so I've, you know, I can look and just grind in other areas of life, right? So other interests. So was it just like the different level of engagement that teaching gave you or maybe kind of finding your, your niche in that role that made you want to stay into that? I think for me was... Felt like I was making an impact. Mm. I'm like, okay, like, I, I felt like I was making an impact, and you know, I was building relationships. I started at Harrison, where I knew some of the kids and some of the families, so it meant something. Like, I mean, it just like you went in, and you're like, okay, and then 
had an opportunity to go to Mason and like, okay, they were just had built the new high school. It was a growing, it was like, believe it or not, it was a D2 school when I was, it was the last, it was the first year of them being D1 um, when I went out there. So they were still a small school, even though they were, you know, they were going to be big in like three or four years later. They, you know, they started, to, the enrollment started to be what it's closer at today. And so I like, I was like, this is a good opportunity for me to test my waters outside, build relationships, see if I can get involved in the community, see if I can do, you know, and, and be a part of something that, you know, they had a vision for what they wanted to do at that time. So that was a challenge. Uh, it was, it was good. And, um, you know, to me, that was, it's all, it's always, I think, Life is about relationships, and I always viewed teaching like that. So, and I've always, you know, that's where I would start in teaching. I, I need to have a relationship with the students I'm teaching to be more effective and and to be, um, you know, broader based in that. Well, I know a big part of that was probably I know you told me a story about this one time about your time as a wrestling coach <laughs> at Mason. So yep. what was that all like when you got at Saturday? Because I, if I remember correctly, the program wasn't all that good when you <laughs> decided to take the reins. Yeah, that's kind of what, what, why I went there. I was like, um, they were going through some transition. They had been good in the, in the late 90s. They had a coach, Tim Keaton, great guy. And um, he was transitioning into administration and you know the school was changing there was a lot going on and uh, at the time when i went there they were 28th out of 30 in division one um which means they just weren't competitive um and I, you know i was blessed to be able to go back and and, and coach with my former head coach uh, so he was on staff there. He had just gotten hired there like two years ago. Um, and he convinced me that I should come out here and he's like, let's, let's build this thing back up. Let's, 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 let's do this. And so like, I got there and, um, and I, I was blessed. They had uh, hired an internal coach that had been on staff for a number of years. They had hired him. His name is Jerry Schrock. And... I, I didn't, I always thought I was ready to be the head coach right away. And it was great that he, he took a three year period and was the head coach and he helped, which allowed me to go out and really focus on the younger kids and in the, in the middle school. It helped me to focus and build relationships with the kids that were younger in our program, our freshmen and sophomores at the time. It allowed me to focus on my classroom, on my teaching. And he took some pressure off me. And I'm forever grateful for the opportunity that he did during that, that, that three-year period um, and kind of transitioned me into head coach. And it was like, you know, it wasn't about what I knew wrestling-wise. It was about all the other things that, as a teacher, you know, you're, you've got 200, 250 kids coming, you know, coming through your classroom. you got to be good in the classroom. you got to be good when you, and you got to sustain energy throughout the day. Because, you know, if you're coaching and you're teaching, your days are 14, 15, 16 hour days. And you're gonna go back to back to back to back to back. And in the sport and wrestling, like you're on the weekends and like you start you start putting in 80 hour weeks back to back to back. Things can fall apart if you don't have, if you don't, 
if you're not you don't have your other things perfected mm -hmm. so it really allowed me to perfect my my teaching build relationships and you know in a short time we were we became really really competitive and you know I'm really proud of where we ended I mean we were a national area team when we ended we were you know we were really close to a to what I thought was a team state title we were we were right there in the conversation um, I've had kids that have played in the Super Bowl wrestle for me I've had former students that have been NCAA champs I've had I've been blessed with outstanding kids fathers mentors kids people that I look up to um, that I've been able to coach um, it was a it was a re very rewarding experience exhausting um, and I did it at the right time where I didn't have to forfeit my own kids successes and their story and uh, and I was able to my wife was very supportive of me being able to like do the things necessary to be good like and like I don't think that's a shame in life to have go you know what I want to be really really good at this and that's what I wanted to do I was like I wanted to be a really really good coach and try to do it the right way and you know all that entails to do it the right way um, so now that you have done that do you have any desire to go back and try another coaching role again or are you satisfied with I think it's you, you know it's one of those things where uh, I love coaching always have it's in me but I would never forfeit my own kids benefits and being at their and, you know and letting them write their own story and being part of that I never really wanted to coach my own kids I uh, coach my little one a little bit I think that's purposeful like I, I just want to be I want to be there be there to support them and guide them and step in when necessary but I don't want that our relationship to be fine by that so for me right now it's a, it's a, it's a timing thing um, uh, but yeah there's a desire I don't think you ever it ever goes away mm. like you're you know like you guys know me I'm, I'm a competitor I like to and I don't hide from that that standpoint I don't think that that's a bad thing I think you just you know I, I like to compete in everything I think that's just my personality um, so I don't think that loses. You lose that. Um, it's, we'll see what life has down the road, and you know, it'd be fun. But I also know to be good at it, and to be really good at it, there's a time commitment, mm -hmm. and you're gonna sacrifice, and you're gonna miss things, and you know, like that's where I think I've struggled the most. I'm like, I, I'm not gonna do it and not be good. Or I'm, you know, and and I think that means not not about results. I mean, like, that means you got to be all in for the kids because mm -hmm. they're gonna like if if I expected them to do something, I was right there alongside there with them doing that. You know, I'm gonna be I, that's how I lead. I'll, I'm gonna be a partner with you in your in in that process. So I'm just curious. Would you say that like the way that you might approach fatherhood is very similar to how you would coach a kid, or is that? Mm -hmm different now oh I think that's different I mean I'll be honest with you I'm learning fatherhood I learn every day like I <laughs> there's not a book there and you know I don't, I don't know man that uh, that's a you know I've got three different kids they're all different uh, so I, I I don't know I definitely I definitely um, I'm definitely learning on the fatherhood side I, that's a good question 
it's I I've, I've never really thought about it in 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 those terms. Uh, you know, I I think in life though you learn from failures too. Like I mean, I've definitely there's some things if I I could redo on fatherhood, I would. You know, there's certain things that I'm like I've got it, or I've got to change. You know, I've got to adjust. You know, my style, and I I will say this. Coaching has helped me be a better father because, mm. I mean, you know, you're mentoring. You're mentoring. You're trying to help people figure out their own path, their own interest, where where they're going. And your your job is to be not only a cheerleader but there to support and just to help guide and not be so influential that what you want becomes what they want. That's it really it's about trying to find their individual path. And it's tough. Fatherhood's tough. I mean, you guys are—you guys have tough decisions. You guys have tough things in your life that you guys deal with. That you know, each day is is unique. But my experiences at the high school level dealing with all types of kids have made me a better dad for sure. Mm. I mean, you—you know—I've dealt with kids that I've had in jail. I've had to go, you know, testify in court for and against. <laughs> against uh, you know former students former kids I've coached I mean it's life's not easy I mean you know uh, we can talk about the successes all we want but you know I think the failures stick with me just as hard the losses on on, on competition my individual losses and then the kids that I didn't reach the kids that you know that I failed I mean I, I still feel, I still feel like that like the kids that coach that you just go you know you know, I got a kid that's in jail, you know, and like, I knew this kid, and like, I put a lot of time into him, I, you know, he just made, he just made a bad choice or two that, you know, it's, it's changed his life, and it's, you know, it'll, that'll eat you up, that'll eat you up a little bit, and I think if you, if it doesn't affect you on some level, then maybe you don't care or you're not as invested uh, or yeah I think I think education is a it's a I'm, I'm not delivering content content comes this is a business about relationships and content's part of that don't get me wrong I mean you guys know I geek out on the stuff I teach and I'm really passionate about that and that's what I like but but it's also I mean I'm a high school teacher my job is to help get them to a better spot when they leave here, and uh, so yeah, you gotta wear you gotta wear some you, you gotta I think you have to bring it out a little bit. You gotta wear some of that. And you gotta think about that, and then also try to you know try to recognize when maybe you can recognize when somebody's headed down that road, and you can get out in front of it. I think I've been better at identifying how to get out in front of some things with some some students, former students, because you can see certain things, certain patterns happening that as a younger Coach, I don't think I, you know, wasn't as good at that. So after building all those relationships at, like, Mason and making all those connections with the students and everybody mm -hmm. else, what made you come to Loveland? And was it, like, pretty difficult leaving everybody behind? Yeah, it was difficult, absolutely. I just where a lot of my, you know, it's like for you guys, like, getting ready to leave Loveland High School, right? Like, it's going to be difficult. It's bittersweet. Like, there's things that you're going to love that are on the other side. And then there's things that you're gonna really miss when you leave here. So um, there's absolutely some things, I miss the people um, that I developed some relationships with, but this has been a great, great opportunity for me. 
Um, and the thing that, uh, you know, the reason I came is because kind of like going back to, back to it, my kids are here, so I'm vested. So like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit hometown kind of guy. I mean, Harrison's a tight knit community. Um, Mason, you know, was great for, great for me. Um, and, but this, this, this is where we live. This is where my family lives. This is where my memories and my kids' memories are. And, you know, I look at you guys and going, this is, this is a representation of, you know, I represent the community. So I like that. I do, I take, I take a little bit more pride in it. I mean, it just, it's, it's hard not to. Cause I also know that at the grocery store, I got to go see your parents or I got to, you know, I got to represent this community in a positive light, both inside when I walk inside this door, but also when I go home. And so there, I think that's a good thing. Like that's, you know, that's, you know, I think it, for me, it'd be like coming to, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you're coming to your hometown to play, you know, play for the, I know we got Steelers fan, but play for the oh, Bengals, right? Okay. Or, you know, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, that, so that's why for me coming here was, you know, how can I make this better? Not necessarily for my kids, but for the people in our community. Because those are, you know, they're my friends. They're your friends. Um, and, you know, and I think you take a little bit more pride in it. I do. So that being said, I mean, what does it feel like, I guess, knowing that you had, I guess, the privilege and the opportunity to have, like, such an impact on so many people who are teaching and coaching? Like, I remember there was one time you told me a sentence that I would never dream of hearing. I think one of your wrestlers or players told you you were a harder ass than Bill Belichick. Like, that has to be such an interesting <laughs> sentence to hear for the first time. Uh, but what, what is that feeling like knowing that you've had that mark on so many years? Yeah, I don't know if that was, yeah, that's a that's an interesting comment. It's a true comment. Um, I didn't even know how to take it when I heard it from, from him. Um, you know, I, it's, I, I've changed. Um, I think I've evolved as a teacher coach. I think if you would ask some of my younger athletes that I had, I mean, I was, I was, I was really, I was really tough on them. Like, but they, the one thing that they knew is that they knew I had their back and you know, we, it was a partnership. Like it was like, Hey, I know where you're, where you're at and I know where you want to go. Are you going to be willing and able to, to to do what it's going to take to get there you know and there's certain kids that like were like yep they just wanted the honesty and truth i mean like what's one quote is like you want to be great you want to be told what you're not you're not doing well and you know the great ones want to be coached the great ones are going to ones that want to know what they're doing wrong the great ones you can be critical with and you know i think as i've gotten older i've learned how to be able to do that honestly more in a more positive and effective way um i was tough on on uh, and i know and i know they appreciate it i mean i, I know they do but it's cool now is they have their kids and you know i had a conversation about a month ago with one of my former athletes they have their kid goes and he called me up and he's like coach what do i do with what I do with him in this situation, I'm like, I'm like, you're calling me. This is interesting. I was like, you know, like, but uh, so like to have those those relationships, like 
you know you meant an impact when you're having those kind of conversations um, you know, about kids and, and, and how they're trying to approach fatherhood or you know how they're approaching their kid in athletics now and you know all the challenges that that, that brings um, but it's 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 rewarding and like I said I think my favorite thing to do is when I get the connections on LinkedIn like to me like that's like I love it because I can see how my former students are progressing the internships that they're getting the just how their how their life path is and then I reflect back and the they were this type of kid was my read or you know i've been way off too but like, oh wow look at this this is this kid's doing this and i would have never thought they would have gotten and gone down this path but uh i love that i love that about education i mean you know our reward we don't get to see for a long time we don't you know we don't get to see the results or the fruits of our labor for a while but uh, you know I, I know there's impact and uh and, and i also will say I think sometimes, you know, students impact me just as much as, you know, I get a lot every day and I learn every day from from you guys. Um, and, you know, I learn how to evolve and change and not be complacent in, in, in life and in general. And, you know, so I also, like, I'm sometimes some, some kids quiet, biggest fan and they don't even know it. You know what I mean? Like I get excited about our talents that I get to watch come through high school every day. We have some talented kids. You guys are, you guys are a prime example of that. Like it's gonna be fun to watch where your talents take you guys in the future, right? Like, Thank you. Yeah, you guys got dreams. You guys got things that you guys want to achieve, and we've talked about those. So, will be interesting to see your path and how you guys go approach that. I'm excited too. All right, so as we wrap things up, is there any last imparting wisdom you want to leave on our audience? <laughs> I don't know on our audience. We'll see. Um, parting wisdom. You know, for me, it's, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I've had over my career here. Um, over, uh, it's, education is, it's, uh, it's a rewarding profession. It's difficult. It's difficult. My wife's a teacher as well. Um, it's become more challenging. Uh, but, um, for people looking at this profession, um, they they you you got to be prepared to invest. I mean, I don't think you see the reward of it if you're not prepared to sell of yourself and to bring some of it home and to be a vested uh, person in it. You've got to invest in the kids in your classroom, and you get that back so much. And I, I so you know that would be my. My suggestion on education in general and, and people considering coaching, teaching as a, a profession, it's one that you get out what you put in for sure. All right, that's a good place to stop. Thank you so much for coming in. In our last moments together, I would like to impart one last nugget of wisdom to you. And that actually is about wisdom itself. Those of you who are close to me may know I like to repeat this saying a lot. Knowledge anyone can have, all that takes is a good memory. But wisdom? Wisdom one must be. You know, much like how we talk about experiential learning as being a part of Tiger's Inc. where we want to learn from the real world as opposed to from textbooks. 
and quizzes and tests and yada, yada, yada. I don't want to drone on about that to you guys again. But the key part of that philosophy is that you're learning from actually doing, from being. That's what you need to do if you want to, you know, find peace, happiness, and fulfillment. Is to instead of just talk about everything, actually live it. If you want to go do something, if you want to be a part of something, then the simple answer is to be a part of it and to live it. I think too often we kind of get caught up in this world of appearances where we want to look like we're doing the right thing and we do such a, we put so much effort into making it look like we're doing something the right way that we completely lose sight of the goal the first time around, which again was to do something the right way or, you know, to find meaning or fulfillment or purpose, happiness, etc., etc. I don't want to get too philosophical or existential, but just know that out of all of these experiences, that is the greatest thing I've gained out of this. Is an affirmation that wisdom one must be as opposed to just know. So if you don't understand that, fine by me. <laughs> Uh, I get I tend to get into philosophical mumbo jumbo all the time, and a lot of times it goes over even my own head. So I am not going to be mad if you don't understand that. But if you just want to know how I feel right now, um, I can't really put it into words, so I'll put it into the words of Jim Croce. Uh, this last song as we leave is the last couple of seconds of "I Got a Name," one of my favorite songs, and I want to ride a horse listening to this song into the sunset and that'll be it from me that'll be it from budding business for 2021 and 2022 again thank you so much for going on this journey with me and i really hope that i was able to impact you in one way or another well maybe it wasn't even me maybe it was a guest we had on or maybe it was even a song or maybe it was just the fact that you know I got you through a workout or mowing the lawn or you had a really boring class and you just needed something slightly more interesting than the teacher joining on. No offense to teachers. But uh, I'm really glad that I was able to do this and I'm glad that so many of you were able to come on this journey with me. So enough from me. Time for some room coaching. Bon voyage. It's been a blast. And I hope you make a difference. Bye.